Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California. He eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. Hello, 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 hello. What's up, you guys? Welcome back again to Snug Wrestling with me, your host. My name is Edgar. Happy Saturday. Hope everyone is doing good today. If you haven't already, hit me up at Snug Wrestling on my social media accounts. Show some love, write some reviews, drop a rating, comment, like, share, subscribe. You guys know what to do with all of that. Today, we're going to be talking about Friday Night Smackdown. We're going to be going into what happened with the bloodline with the judgment day with la night but first before we get into all of that we're going to be going over our new segment our most popular topic of the news is of course cm punk like always it has been the talk of the town everyone has been talking about cm punk and a lot of people are getting really really tired of hearing about cm punk and AEW and the contracts and the firings and the suspensions but i am not i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i'm getting tired of it because this shit is really entertaining it's probably a lot more entertaining than the actual wrestling show itself and there's so much stuff to cover when it comes to cm punk i mean they're talking about is there a no compete clause is there you know what are the terms can we potentially see cm punk join wwe or not just wwe but another company in general there's just so much stuff to talk about here there's some more news so let's just get into the news really quick A Steel, CM Punk's friend, who is now a former producer from AEW. A Steel, he has been a part of CM Punk's career for a really long time, produced a lot of his matches throughout the time, and was doing the same in AEW. Now, A Steel was a part of the very, very first media scrum that happened in All Out last year in 2022. A Steel was suspended alongside CM Punk after all that drama that happened with the Elite. A Steel reportedly bit Kenny Omega at the brawl backstage and even it was said that Ace Steel threw a chair at the Young Bucks. So after all that happened, Ace Steel and CM Punk, they got suspended by Tony Khan and the AEW just to come back a few months later. And for those of you that don't know the story, that's how Collision started. CM Punk got put on Collision. Ace Steel was brought back, but Ace Steel was brought back to work remotely from home just doing Zoom calls. And then after the famous incident, the backstage brawl the backstage altercation that happened at all in in london this year a steel has been fired again so now a steel is the first aw employee to be fired two times in aw so that's been the latest when it comes to the cm punk drama in aw and the news a steel has been taking shots at aw on his social media but still no word from cm punk there has been reports that we're supposed to be getting a statement from cm punk here soon which is said 
set to be ex- an explosive statement. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I'm wondering to see what CM Punk is going to say, where he's going to say it. Is he going to go on someone's podcast? CM Punk, you're more than welcome to come on my podcast. Of course, we are huge CM Punk's fans here. But that's still to come. This is still not over. There's so much stuff going on with the CM Punk situation. And I'm sorry for the people that are so tired of talking about CM Punk or hearing about CM Punk. I am not. I mean, it's probably not very good for the wrestling business, the fact that CM Punk is not in AEW, but it's good for my business, the podcasting business, the, the drama business that a lot of us are in. So bring it on. I'm, I can't wait to see what happens next when it comes to CM Punk. Other than that, I did have other things I wanted to go over here briefly when it comes to these news. Gable Stevenson was taking off the NXT roster, and this is the guy that WWE had high hopes for. Maybe they still do because he was taking off the NXT roster, but that doesn't mean that he was fired. It doesn't mean that he's not in WWE. Gable Stevenson has been still doing amateur wrestling tournaments here and there with the permission of the WWE. So maybe it just looks like they don't really have anything creative for him. Gable Stevenson's first official match was versus Baron Corbin. It didn't really get over a lot with the fans. The match, I believe, ended up on a count out. And now we're probably not going to see Gable Stevenson in WWE TV anytime soon. But I believe that this is due to him still wanting to do amateur wrestling. And he's probably still out doing uh, some of these tournaments. And a different news topic, the Dudley Boys have signed legend contracts with the WWE. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be seeing the Dudley Boys on WWE TV anytime soon, especially now because they're getting ready for Impact's 1000th episode where the Dudley Boys are scheduled to have a match. But what this legend contracts basically mean, it has to do with merchandising and potentially seeing the Dudley Boys on the next WWE video games. I would much rather see them on TV, but it's good for the Dudley Boys. They're getting paid by the WWE now officially, and we might get, you know, the possibility to get a new Dudley Boys shirt down the line. As far as news goes, that's all I had. So let's get into this WWE SmackDown episode from September 8th. So at the beginning of the show, some of the matches on the card were announced, such as the Judgment Day versus Brawling Brutes, LA Knight versus Austin Theory, and AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso. And oh man, on paper, these matches, they did not look very good. I hate to say it, but I was not looking forward to this show, unfortunately, especially after seeing what the opening match was. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Judgment Day. Everyone loves LA Knight. Yeah, Austin Theory is great, but hear me out. First of all, when it comes to LA Knight and Austin Theory, this should have been a much better booked match because LA Knight and Austin Theory are two big stars in WWE. To me, this should have been a pay-per-view match or at least some type of main event match with a little bit more attention to it. Instead, they gave us this LA Knight versus Austin Theory match in a cold way with no angle, with nothing behind it, and it was just a random cold TV match. So I'm like, okay, that's fine, whatever. We'll get into the match itself later on. This AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso, let me get this straight. So this whole bloodline situation, 
situation. Jimmy Uso was the first one to break up the bloodline in the first place. I believe it was SummerSlam when Jimmy Uso super kicked Roman Reigns. And that's what caused the Usos to separate themselves from the bloodline. Everything that went down led to Jimmy, I'm sorry, led to Jay Uso going to Raw. But now Jimmy's on SmackDown and now Jimmy is trying to get back in the bloodline. And AJ Styles, he's in the middle of this because he was defending his faction member Mia Yim because Mia Yim felt like she was disrespected so Mia Yim pretty much instigated this whole thing with AJ Styles and now AJ Styles is in uh, some type of feud with the bloodline over this so everything that's going on with this match with Jimmy Uso and AJ Styles is just either really ridiculous or just really confusing so uh, it's just is this Smackdown show was just not looking very good for me in my eyes the opening match is Charlotte and Shotzi and Shotzi's coming out doing this crazy head banging gimmick and she just looks crazy and they're going up against Bailey and EO Sky now I have a lot of things to say about this because first of all EO Sky she still looks like the lackey even though she's the champion Bailey is clearly still the star in this faction at this point I don't think EO Sky needs to be in that faction but she still is and Shotzi I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this but she's just not a good wrestler at all especially with this gimmick that she's doing now it just made it harder for me to see Shotzi wrestle there i said it send me all your hate send me all your heat at snug wrestling all you shotzi fans out there i don't know what you guys see in this but oh my god this was uh brutal and what's the point of this you know the fact that charlotte is teaming with shotzi and they're going up against the damage control the only thing i can see coming out of this is a match between charlotte flair and eo sky at least that's what i thought because then later on during the match oscar comes out and caught Causes a distraction for Charlotte Flair and for Shotzi to get the wins. Shotzi ended up getting the pin on Bailey of all people. So now this is the second time that Shotzi has pinned Bailey in the recent weeks. But not only that, Asuka helped the baby faces. And last time I checked, Asuka was a heel. But after the match, Asuka and Eosky, they have a little face-off. So we went from potentially having a match with Charlotte versus Eosky to Asuka versus Eosky. So it just went from bad to worse i mean i would much rather see a match between charlotte flair versus eo sky but now oscar wants in on this as well so i don't know what's gonna happen there but either way not a very strong opening for this friday night smackdown so then we go to a commercial break when we came back from commercial break there was an announcement about the friday night smackdown that's gonna be here in my hometown of sacramento california and i believe my eyes are not deceiving me but i believe i saw that there's gonna be a match between gunther that intercontinental champion versus seth rollins that was announced for that show might be a dark match but these two guys these are raw talents so i hope i'm i'm right about this i hope i wasn't just imagining things and we're gonna get to see gunther versus seth rollins here live in sacramento california that's besides the point i know for many of you guys that are listening to this that aren't in sacramento california this does not apply so i'm sorry but i just had to get that out there so if anyone can confirm this please let me know at snug wrestling and then we had paul 
Heyman and Jimmy Uso in the backstage. Jimmy Uso, he still wants in the bloodline. He says, I technically never left. I've been in the bloodline this whole time. And I'm like, bro, no, you haven't. You super kicked Roman Reigns. What are you talking about? But Paul Heyman says that you're not in the bloodline. Like, okay, you're in, but you're not in the bloodline. And it's up to Roman Reigns to say if Jimmy Uso is in the bloodline. And then AJ Styles runs into Paul Heyman backstage and AJ Styles gets a little hot at Paul Heyman, but then Jimmy Uso comes and attacks AJ Styles from behind. So now AJ Styles has been attacked two times last week by Solo Sokoa. This week it's been by Jimmy Uso. And this is just to uh, kind of build up the match at the main event, AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso, which we'll get into later on because up next, the damage control, they also had an interview and they were cutting a promo on Asuka and EO Sky says she's ready for Asuka for a title match. So unfortunately, again, we're not going to get Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky, which is probably going to be a better match. We're probably going to get Asuka versus EO Sky and LA Knight versus Austin Theory, aka Max Dupree, aka Eli Drake. This guy is over as fuck and he cuts a promo on The Miz, but he gets interrupted by Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, they come out there and Austin Theory, he's pretty much, he, he's spitting facts. Austin Theory, he's not telling any lies here when he says that Austin Theory beat John Cena and he's the former United States champion. But what has LA Knight done in the WWE? He's just been there basically he hasn't done a damn thing which is kind of true except for the fact that people love this guy la knight doesn't have a whole lot of accolades in the wwe at least not yet not like austin theory and like i said before this match on paper didn't really look very good it was a cold tv match this match again should have been way better booked in a better spot pay-per-view with an angle would have been a big draw i believe with these two athletes the match actually Actually was really good of course because it's LA Knight and it's Austin Theory but Grayson Waller ended up exposing the turnbuckle behind the referee's back but the ref notices so that spot wasn't used Austin Theory was not able to hit LA Knight against that exposed turnbuckle and LA Knight ended up getting the win with his finisher and this was a really good match AJ Styles he had a backstage interview and he is hot at the bloodline and nothing is going to stop him from tearing Jimmy's head off. The Judgment Day versus the Brawling Brutes with Dominic Mysterio. The Judgment Day, they're undisputed champions now, which means that they can appear on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, which is exciting. I'm more than down to see the Judgment Day as much as possible on both shows. It was kind of funny to mention that during the entrances, the ring announcer messed up the names and accidentally called Damian Priest Dom, but he recovered by saying or Damian Priest, which was kind of funny. You had one job my guy one job uh before the match started paul Heyman and adam pierce were backstage paul Heyman, he's trying to figure out who's gonna get drafted from raw to smackdown because it was announced that since jay uso went to raw someone has to get traded back to smackdown and there's a lot of speculation of who that can be a lot of people think that this is cody Rhodes' way to go back on smackdown and get involved again with the bloodline that would be 
an interesting uh, opportunity for Cody Rhodes if he were to go to SmackDown, but nothing has been said yet. And the fact that Paul Heyman is trying to figure that out is a nice little way to get the people talking. And of course, Paul Heyman, he's just doing his job as the wise man to make sure that there's no threats for the tribal chief. But then LA Knight walks in and LA Knight has a little confrontation with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman pretty much puts LA Knight in his place saying, when I'm in here conducting business, you knock on the door. You get that? And LA Knight just responds with, yeah. We go back to the ring and now the Judgment Day, they're cutting a promo. And Dom, he's still getting booed out the building. And the Judgment Day, they take another shot at the bloodline. They Rhea Ripley mentioned the bloodline, how she's frustrated that they're still getting all the attention and not the Judgment Day. When Judgment Day, they're the one that's carrying all the gold. And Damian Priest even mentioned Roman Reigns. And I got a really nice little pop out of that because the fact that Damian Priest is Mr. Money in the Bank and he's talking about Roman Reigns. Oh, that would be interesting. Damian Priest dethroning Roman Reigns. That would be some shit. I would be all for that. But the fact that uh, Damian Priest technically is a heel, Roman Reigns is a heel. I don't know if that would really work, but it's interesting to think about. The Brawling Brutes come out. They interrupt the Judgment Day and they also cut a promo. And really the only interesting thing that was said here was by Rich Holland where he said that he has a habit of breaking fellas like the Judgment Day, which was a nice little shot at the people online that have been giving Rich Holland a lot of heat. Unfortunately, Big E, he got injured a while back and also the Pretty Deadly and both of these members, these WWE talents have been out of TV for quite some time due to an injury that happened during a match with Rich Holland. But fortunately, the Pretty Deadly, they were watching backstage, even though they haven't really been on TV or in the ring a whole lot. It's good to see the Pretty Deadly at least backstage doing something. Every time Rich Holland stepped in the ring, I kind of got scared for the Judgment Day, especially when he would pick up the way bigger Damian Priest and try to throw him over his head for the suplexes. It's just, it's just not a pretty sight to see. But thankfully, nothing happened here. Again, on paper, this match didn't look very good because this was again a cold match by you know with the judgment day and the brawling brutes two teams that really never had any anything to do with each other but this match ended up being really good because the judgment day won the right team won and the champions they look good on their first title defense here versus the brawling brutes but then bobby lashley and the street profits come out after the match and they go face to face with the judgment day so now it has been determined after seeing this that Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are actually baby faces because there was a lot of speculation. There was a little bit of confusement there of where Bobby Lashley and the Profits would align themselves with. Are they heels? Are they baby faces? The people weren't really sure, but after seeing them going face to face with the Judgment Day, I think it's pretty clear. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, they put the Judgment Day on notice. And like I said, the Judgment Day being tag team champions is going to make this tag team championship division a lot more interesting because we have the Judgment Day now that is feuding with pretty much everyone on Monday Night Raw but also on SmackDown. The Bloodline is getting thrown in there in that same mix with the Judgment Day. The Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, they just had a match with the Brawling Brutes. So everything that's happening on Raw and looks like SmackDown now pretty much revolves around the Judgment Day. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen in this tag team division now more than ever. And up next, the Good Brothers, the O.C., 
they had a backstage segment the good brothers we don't really get to see them a whole lot i mean we see them a lot in these in these backstage segments but that's it we don't really get to see them in the ring and i'm like what the hell that's a really good tag team especially right now where the tag team division is looks like it's starting to get a little bit more interesting hopefully we get to see them them being the oc have a little uh, some more matches out there on friday night smackdown i think we would all like to see the good brothers in action but aj styles he's high and he's hot at his uh his faction members the good brothers the last two times aj styles they've been attacked by the bloodline the good brothers they haven't been there they haven't had aj styles back but i think if aj styles is going to be mad at someone it should be mia yim because technically she's the one that started all this she's the one that instigated all this so you should be hot at her bro because it's bros before never mind i'm not gonna finish that but the main event jimmy uso versus aj styles and to me again this match how it was put together everything that's going on with jimmy uso and the bloodline it just was not interesting it was more confusing than anything and i believe the people in the crowd felt the same way for being a main event the crowd in that arena was dead it was quiet not a whole lot of crowd reaction here during this match unfortunately because the match itself was actually pretty good i mean it's aj styles jimmy uso we got two veterans in the ring and aj styles looks in great shape i don't know if it was just me but i think he's getting a little bigger he's getting a little yoked now well more than usual aj styles he's all over jimmy uso here but out here comes solo sokoa and paul Heyman. jimmy uso thinks that they come out here to help out jimmy and jimmy he you know gets a little bit more confidence as soon as paul Heyman and solo sokoa get out there jimmy he starts getting some offense and every time he gets some offense he's smiling and pointing at the bloodline and saying we the one so he's feeling like okay my family's here to back me up and then at one point during this match they both get on their knees jimmy and aj and they exchange a little one two where they you hit me and i hit you which is something that everyone does especially in AEW, and it's just ridiculous but they did it in this match and you can see jimmy uso and you can also hear hear jimmy uso on tv tell aj styles slap the fuck out of me which i thought was surprising because it wasn't bleeped out jimmy didn't even try to like hide it he literally looked at aj and, and told him slap the fuck out of me and aj styles guess what he did he slapped the shit out of jimmy uso <laughs> Uh, so that was a fun little spot but again the fans not feeling this either it was a dead crowd man I don't even want to get into like the whole point of this because I kind of did earlier already and I'm gonna sound like a broken record what is the point of this Jimmy broke up the bloodline why is he trying to get back in the bloodline like this has to be a work by the Usos for a way to get back in and destroy them within or whatever but then when I say things like that it just makes me sound like a crazy conspiracy theories and but i'm like why else i mean none of this makes sense to me anymore aj styles he ended up winning the match and then the judgment day of all people the judgment day they come out attack aj styles from behind and they throw aj styles back in the ring for solo sokoa to give aj styles a spike so this was like some type of peace offering or something which again doesn't make any fucking sense because rhea ripley was showing her frustration about the bloodline 
the Judgment Day went out there at the start of this match, cut a promo, and said that they were better than the Bloodline. But now they're working with the Bloodline. They did the Bloodline a favor. And I'm thinking, why? What the fuck? Like, this was just a really confusing and terrible show since the beginning. And I'm sorry to say that because I'm one of those believers that WWE, when it comes to them and AEW, the booking in WWE is at least better. The matches, they're not as high-paced or high-flying or intense as the matches in AEW, but at least WWE matches, they have angles, they have stories, they have a reason to have the matches, and also it builds to something else. And But this episode of SmackDown was just hard to see, man. It was hard to watch, unfortunately, but that was what we got. Maybe it had to do with, uh, you know, this program that happened in India. A lot of the stars went over there, but I think that was mostly Monday Night Raw stars if i'm not mistaken but man this was brutal to see that's all i had for you guys today let me know what you guys think about this hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon